0: What's up, this is Jonathan Smith, your host here at Shooting the Schmidt, I hope you're having a fantastic day. It is December, NBA is heating up, Uh, NFL season in full swing, college football, conference championship week is here, so it's an absolutely loaded podcast, gonna be a lot of football, can't wait to get into all of it, I hope you enjoy it, here we go. It's one of the best weekends of the college football season, college football conference championship week, I've got my picks, I've got everything set up for success, so if you want to know, if you want to know who's going to win what game, don't go anywhere, because this is where it's at, I'm going to fill you in on everything that you need to know, and for potentially the last time ever, every single conference championship game is going to matter. With the playoff expanding from four teams to 12, a lot of these conference championship outcomes aren't going to be as important as they will be this weekend. Okay? If the playoff was 12 teams, then the only teams playing for a college college playoff football spot would be Louisville, right? They have a legitimate chance considering, you know, Florida State has the backup quarterback. Iowa, maybe they move up far enough to make the playoff, and then maybe Oklahoma State. Okay? And for the most part, I think we're all pretty confident in saying Oklahoma State and Iowa don't really stand too too much of a chance. So, but this year, since the playoff is only four teams, every team is competing for a spot. Enjoy the games. This might be the last conference championship game, or this might be the last weekend of college championship games, where they all carry this much weight. With that, let's get to the picks. Let's start with the game that's going to happen tonight, 8 o'clock, Oregon. Washington, the rematch. Oregon favored by 9.5, over-under, set at 65.5. I, I was texting, you know, friend of the pod, Zach Gray, about this game earlier. Just wondering who he's got. You know, he's a really smart gambling man himself. You can follow him on Twitter at ZG, The Grapevine, T-H-A, Grapevine, not T-H-E. So you can find him there. He, just, he does really good stuff. Um, he likes Washington to win this game outright. I disagree with him. I think this is the best matchup Of all the conference championship games, it's the rematch everyone has wanted. Oregon obviously heavily favored with that 9.5 number. And I believe that since October 14th, Oregon has been salivating at the thought of this rematch. Okay, They passed on some points. They gave up some field goals in favor of going forward on fourth down in that game. And ultimately, it cost them the game. You have to tip your cap to Washington. They made the plays when they needed to. But at the same time, it's like Oregon, you could have been a little bit smarter with the football. But that's beside the point. Now, Oregon not only has a chance for revenge, they also have a chance to make the college football playoff. Everyone seems to like Oregon in this game to cover. Since October 14th, or Washington, excuse me, Washington has plateaued while Oregon has continued to get has continued to get better, where Washington has been sneaking by various Pac-12 opponents, Oregon has blown them out of the water. Here's the thing, though. Even though Oregon has improved, and it appears that Washington hasn't, I think this 9.5-point spread is way too large. I don't think there's a chance in hell that Oregon wins this game by 10 points. Emotions, adrenaline, all those things, the effort, it's going to be at an all-time high on both sides because both teams know That this is for an opportunity to potentially play for a national championship game. Talented and emotional college football players that are this driven usually result in highly competitive games. I like Oregon to win, but Washington covers. Oregon wins 38-31. Clears that 65.5 total over under that it's been set at. Moving on to the Big 12. Oklahoma State in Texas. Texas favored by 14.5, the over-under on this game, set at 54.5. Feels low for a Big 12 game, but that's beside the point. And in terms of all the games available to watch this weekend, Oklahoma State and Texas, not exactly the most enticing game on the menu, but I think this is going to be a bit of a dogfight. Mike Gundy and Oklahoma State want more than anything to be the team that swept Texas and Oklahoma in their final seasons in the Big 12. The cherry on top, the finishing... Of the sweeping happens in the Big 12 title game and ruins Texas's chance to play in the college football playoff. They're going to be highly motivated, and I think Oklahoma State. They, I'm not going to say that. Look, I'll say right now. I think Texas wins this game. Okay, Fortune and a half is a lot though. And Oklahoma State, they've run the football rail all year long. Their passing attack hasn't been great, but when a team can run the football. They can beat and compete with anyone. Teams that run the ball well are also hard to beat by 15 points because Oklahoma State, okay, they're going to shorten the game with their run game. And their defense, especially their passing defense, has been really good. Teams are completing less than 60% of their passes against this Cowboys defense. So Texas, look, they're too talented. They're really good in the trenches. They're going to win this football game. But Oklahoma State shortens the game. They defend the pass well, so I think they cover. Texas wins 28-17, which falls under that 54.5 total points. Next game, SEC Championship game. Another big one, SEC title game. Once again, it is appointment television. Okay, This is a game that, i got to be honest, I don't have any sort of read on. Part of me wouldn't be surprised if Alabama won. The other part of me wouldn't be surprised if Georgia won by 17. It all ultimately comes down to how Jalen Milrow performs. And... Sorry about that. My, my phone went off and I, I got a text. Um, so apologies there. Jalen Milrow, he's gotten better. He's improved. Um, but the question is, is he good, good enough to beat this Georgia team? I mean, this is going to be the best defense that he's seen all year. This isn't going to be a game where... Alabama can run it 30 times, throw it 18 times, and win. That's not an option here. Milroe is going to not only have to make plays, he's going to have to make plays with his arm. And I just don't think he's capable of making enough plays with his arm against this Georgia defense. Georgia wins and covers 31-24, which goes over that 54.5-point total. Next game, Michigan and Iowa. Not gonna waste your time here. We're gonna keep this really short. Michigan's gonna absolutely dominate Iowa. I Think Michigan wins and covers twenty-seven to tw- twenty-seven to three. The final doesn't go over that thirty-four and a half total points. The line set at twenty-two and a half. Yes, I think Michigan wins by at least twenty-three points. Louisville, Florida State. This is another one of the more intriguing games. You know, there's this big elephant in the room of should Florida State make the playoff? Without Jordan Travis, um, obviously there's people in my corner it's like, no, because without Jordan Travis, they're not one of the four best teams in the country. And then there's other people who have a very valid point of, if we don't put them in and they go 13-0, what is the point of playing the games? And that's a very fair argument. I understand both sides. But let's be honest here. Um, I don't like what I saw from Florida State against Florida. And Louisville lost to Kentucky. Okay, I was less impressed with Florida State, though. Even though they won, than I was with Louisville because Kentucky is at least a decent football team, okay. Whereas Florida is not, okay. They're just not. Uh, Tate Roadmaker, Rodemaker, however you say, uh, the new quarterback for Florida State's name. He completed less than half of his passes for 134 yards against a not very good Florida Gators defense. Okay, the reason why Florida State beat Florida is because Florida was also playing with their backup quarterback. I'm taking Louisville to win in this game outright, even though Florida State is favored by two and a half points. I actually know what to expect from the Cardinals. As opposed to Florida State, I have no idea what I'm, what I'm going to get from that offense. I know there's a lot of talent around Tate, but ultimately, I don't know what I'm going to get from them. F- Louisville wins outright 28-24, which barely clears that 47 and a half total points. Like I said at the start, this is one of the best weekends of the year. Every one of these games matters, and I cannot wait to see how all these games unfold. Uh, going into this weekend, my record on the season for my college football picks is 20-15 and 15 after going 1-1 one one last week. Hopefully, we can have a big week here to, to close out the season before for bowl games start. Um, yeah, so we're going to take a short break and we come back. We're going to hit on the NFL, and depending on how much time I got, I got a busy day. I'm a busy guy. Um I, I might do something on the, the in season tournament. The knockout rounds start on Monday. So or maybe I may just wait till Monday to do that. We'll see. But we're gonna take a short break and we'll be right back with more shooting the Schmidt. And we're back with more shooting the Schmidt. And we're gonna do my NFL picks, depending on how long this segment goes. I may I may touch on the in season tournament or I may save it for Monday. We'll we'll see what ends up happening there. So let me just start by saying the NFL matchups this week would be so much better if there weren't so many quarterback injuries this season. I mean, if you watch the Thursday night football game last night, we get amazing games when both teams have healthy quarterbacks and healthy weapons. And there's just so many injuries at the quarterback spot. The good news is I believe that the quarterback position is deeper than it's ever been before in the NFL, which is nice in terms of starters, but man, these backups, it just it can be hard to watch sometimes, right? I mean, there's multiple guys out. Uh, Kirk Cousins is out. Joe Burrow. uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I'm trying to think who else is out. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is out, right? We can keep going uh, down the list, but I'm ready for these guys to get back. I'm ready to watch good quarterback play in every game, or in almost every game, because there's definitely some games out there where good quarterback play does not happen. But the good news is injured quarterbacks makes it so much easier to pick games, Okay, so let's focus on the bright side of these things. Well, you and I, we are going to make a decent amount of money here picking against all these backup quarterbacks. Okay, at a perfect week last week, I went 5 and 0. That brings the record to 25 and 20 on the NFL season. Without further ado, let's get to the picks. These are the five best bets of the of week 13 in the NFL. Jeez, I can't talk today. Golly. Let's start at the top. And as soon as I say this game, if you've been listening to the pod, if you read the sub stack, which is linked below, if you want to get more stuff from me, not everything on there is stuff I do on here, so that's that's kind of extra, that's beside the point. If you've been you know, reading my sub stack or listening to the podcast throughout the year, then you know, you're going to know exactly why I picked this game. The Lions are playing the Saints. Lions are favored by 4.5 points. Total over-under is set at 46.5 and I will continue to follow this rule until the day I die. Or the day I go broke and I can't bet any more money on football. When good teams get embarrassed, bet on them the following week. Especially when those embarrassing losses come on national television. Okay, I don't even have to fully analyze how much better the Lions are than the Saints. I don't have to worry about the fact that it's on the road. The Lions got embarrassed last week and this is a really good football team. So I'm going to take them to cover against the Saints team that simply isn't as good as they are either. I think when you look at the talent on each side, I think it's fairly obvious. Jared Goff, better quarterback, suiting up for the Lions. I like the Lions to win and cover. They win 28-20, which clears that 46 and a half point total over/under. Next game, uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna bet against a backup quarterback here. Falcons Jets. Falcons are favored by one and a half over/under on this game, set at 34 total points. And let me just say, if you thought Zach Wilson was bad, then you should watch Tim Boyle. He was horrifically bad against the Dolphins on Black Friday. And he's been reported to be the starter again this week against the Falcons. This is one of those games where I'm planning on making money by betting against a backup quarterback. This isn't just any backup quarterback. This is Zach Wilson's backup. How does someone not take the Falcons to cover the one and a half points? I fully understand how good this Jets defense is, but you also have to understand that there's got to be doubt in that locker room, right? They had the emotions were riding high coming into the season for this Jets team. And for these Jets fans of we've got Aaron Rodgers, we've got a really good defense. We can go, we can make a run at the super bowl. And then to get to week 13, and have to go and play and know that your offense is being led by Tim Boyle. Psychologically, that just wears on you. okay? I like the Falcons. I think they win this game easily, 24-10, to 10, which pushes that 34 total points. I expect Boyle to be so bad that Desmond Ritter can't even mess it up. Next game I've got here on the docket, Dolphins Commanders. Dolphins favored by 9.5. The over-under for this game set at 49.5. Dolphins are heavily favored against the Commanders, And the Dolphins beat up on bad teams better than anyone not named the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, the loss of Jalen Phillips for the Dolphins, it's terrible. I hate that he tore his Achilles, it sucks. But they're deep on that defensive front. They've got several guys who can fill that spot. They should still be able to get after the passer. Without Jalen Phillips, that's why they went and they got Nick Chubb last year. That's why they decided to pay Christian Wilkins in the offseason. That's why they extended Zach Siegler. That's why they kept Emmanuel Ogba around. Like, they've got dudes on dudes on dudes on that defensive line. They're going to be fine. Van Ginkle, he's having a really good year as well. We know that the Dolphins' offense is going to put up points. Okay, we know that. Okay, the Dolphins just have to win by 10. And, you know, if you listen to, I think it was a podcast last week, I did a thing... Actually, I don't think I did this on the air. I, I wrote an article last week on the Dolphins and the Cowboys and how similar they are. And when it comes to the Dolphins, the games that they've won, their average margin of victory is 17 points. So when they beat teams, they beat teams badly. They, especially, they tend to beat bad teams badly. And let's be honest, the Sam Howell-led Commanders are a bad football team. Make no mistake about it. Dolphins, they win easily. This is what they do. They beat up on bad teams. They cover that, you know, nine and a half point spread. Dolphins win 31 17, which falls just short of that 49 and a half total over under. Next game. I've got I've got two left here Rams Browns. Rams favored by three and a half. The over under for this game set at 39 and a half. And this is a game where I plan on profiting off of a backup quarterback once again. It's Sean McVay, it's Matthew Stafford, it's Puka Nakua, it's Cooper Cup, the four guys that I can't seem to quit. Don't know what it is. I'm willing to bet they can outscore the Browns as good as this Browns defense is. That'll be led by either Dorian Thompson Robinson or Joe Flacco. I'm willing to bet that that you know foursome of McVay, Stafford, Nakua, and Cup can outscore. The Browns by four points. Okay. I know, as I said, this Browns defense, it's nasty. Miles Garrett looks like he could be the defensive player of the year, but the Rams could win this game 17 to 10 and still cover. That likely won't happen considering the over-under total is set at 39.5. But I like the Rams to win and cover 23-17, which falls just short of that 39.5 points total over under. I think. I'm not very good at math. Wait, no, that clears it. That clears it. Excuse me, because that's 40, right? 23 plus 17 is 40. Jeez, Jonathan. Let me do this math real quick. Yeah, that's 40. So it, it barely clears that thirty-nine half point total over under. Next and final game, Bengals and Jaguars. Huge game here. Cannot wait. Super stoked for it. This is my least favorite bet of the week, though. Okay, I am excited to watch this game. I love watching the Jags play. I've enjoyed watching kind of how they've evolved over the season. Um, and Jags are favored by 8.5 here over under set of 38.5. I don't remember if I said that or not. As I said, though, I, I remember saying this. This is my least favorite bet. This is simply a gamble against Jake Browning, okay? the Bengals backup quarterback. The Jags have answered the offseason questions about their defense throughout this year. They've been consistently good on the defensive side of the ball all year while the offense has been up and down. And at some point, the Jaguars' offense is going to click. I think Trevor Lawrence is too good of a quarterback for it not to click. I think Doug Peterson is too good of an offensive coach for it not to click. I think Calvin Ridley is too good of a number one receiver for it to not click. And I think Travis Etienne is too good of a running back for it not to click. And maybe maybe this is the week, right? They're riding high off their big win over the Texans last week. I think they keep the momentum rolling. While the Bengals slowly begin to realize their season is over, without one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. They just slowly descend downhill. Um, Yeah, that's kind of how I picture this game going. Monday Night Football as well. Jaguars win this game 27-17, which clears that 38.5 point total over under. Uh, Once again, coming off a big week. Hoping to keep it rolling. I have somewhere to be, so I'm not going to be able to get into the in-season tournament. So come back on Monday. We will definitely, definitely be getting into that. Can't wait for it. College football, big weekend, in-season tournament on Monday. Going to be just a fantastic weekend of sports. Going to be great, so make sure you come back on Monday to catch the recap of everything. And I'll talk to you all again on Monday.